All right, everybody. Steve, uh, Steve Bashati here. Uh, this is Legion's Cast. Yes. This is a brand new uh, podcast that is dedicated to Mythic Legions. Uh, if you're listening to this, you know exactly what Mythic Legions are. They're they might be the best toy line available today. Um, sculpted by a great company, uh, Four Horsemen, Four Horsemen Studios, uh, most talented guys in toys, I think, right now. Um, and this is this is kind of a I, I I still think this line is in its infancy, and it is on its way up. People are going to keep finding this thing, and they're just gonna they're they're it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, in order to celebrate that, and uh, the, the love for it, I, me and my two friends, uh, if you don't know. I will introduce them now. Travis Bowles, how you doing, Trav? Wonderful. Glad and, to be here. And Pete McCarthy, how are you, Pete? I'm doing mythically today. Nice. Nice. That's, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> mythically. We want we wanted to get on the ball early before you know anybody else does it. And uh, to my knowledge, no one is doing it. I could be wrong, but to my knowledge, there is not a Mythic Legions podcast that is, you know, dedicated solely to this toy line and so uh here we are we're gonna do it and it's 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 gonna be a ball uh to kick this off it's not only the three of us we've got a guest um we're doing this podcast in conjunction with a uh, facebook group a very uh pretty well known facebook group in the realm of mythic legions the the mythic legions facebook group yes uh mythic legions cabal and we've got the uh the administrator, the creator, uh, Walter Hagen with us. How are you, Walter? I'm good, guys. How are you doing? We're doing great, man. Thanks so much for coming on this morning. We uh, we understand that you being uh, three hours behind us uh, can make things difficult on a Sunday morning, <laughs> but we uh, appreciate you making the arrangements. Oh, no problem, man. You guys, uh, this is exciting. So it's definitely worth getting up early and receiving the text messages and saying hey are you awake <laughs> i'm awake <laughs> and dude you were absolutely cracking me up i was reading some of these text messages to your guys in between our normal episode and we started this and you had me rolling man i kept bursting out laughing during our show uh reading the text messages um and i what, what's really cool and i want to share with the listeners um you know yeah. we when we decided that we wanted to do a mythic legions podcast and when i say we it was steve and i um because yeah. we were like we should bring travis in and then we were like yeah travis is just gonna go he's a go with the flow kind of guy and yeah. when yeah. we we talked about wanting uh you know how do we do a mythic legions podcast okay we know how to do this we know what we want it to look like well how do we reach the to, to get out to the mythic legions fans to the masses um and the obvious choice was well let's get a hold of walter and see if we can make this something that he's willing to help us spread the word on the cabal about um yeah. because there's so many fans i mean you've got what 900 um you know people on that page um uh, 919 i think yeah and that's absolutely yeah. amazing and that would be a, a i mean what better than uh, you know, to partner up with somebody to where we can immediately get the information in front of 919 people that we know are already fans of the line. Um, and uh, we're, we're super excited about the, the, the relationship and we appreciate you uh, giving us a shot to kind of be the guys. And um, I think we're going to have a lot of fun, man. We're really looking forward to it. 
Yeah, I'm actually I'm super excited you guys contacted me with the idea because it's been several different layers of, of uh, bringing Mythic Legions to everybody, you know, and just, you know, man, a- anytime I can tell people about it, I do. And if it's, you know, flying across the country to, to hang out with the guys uh, from the Four Horsemen and uh, helping them out with the conventions, I, you know, I, I just have so much fun doing it. And, and to do a podcast like this to reach even more people or just to, you know, tell people like, you know, hey, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta check this stuff out. You know, that's it. Just makes me excited. How uh, let's let's kind of let's bring it down to the the meat and potatoes of where where did it start with you for Mythic Legions? How did you end up going from toy fan to picking up Mythic Legions to eventually creating what would become the official like Facebook fan group of the Four Horsemen <laughs> yeah. of Mythic Legions? Yeah, it's still it still blows my mind when people say stuff like that. Um, honestly, it was one of those things. Um, uh, it's a uh, man. The guy that I talked to first about Mythic Legions and finding photos and um, you know looking at that stuff, and then eventually talking to him, and then and then buying something was I talked to Ray Wu. Um, who has passed away? Um, uh, the the figure that uh, Rhaegar is is created after. Um, I was fortunate enough to start following him on Instagram, and really liked his photos because there was something in his style and character that he would f- photograph figures, and to me they just they look like they look like the figures were like you know life size coming at you and the detail was like nuts and uh, the more I talked to him about it and um, the more I started looking into it and then eventually I he's like hey you know he, he, he would message me and say hey you got to get out on this order if you want to order something and I said yeah then so I ordered uh, a barbarian builder and uh, I believe uh, one of the minotaurs and uh, I think Astrion, something like that. I forget the name at the second. But I ordered like two figures, and when I got them in hand, I was just like, "Holy cow, these things are nuts!" And these are a lot cooler than I can even expect, and the detail and the, the accessories and everything else. And um, I talked back and forth with with Ray several times, and he's going, "Oh, have you seen this one? Have you seen that?" And so next thing I know, here I am, like like slowly going back in the original series of the 1.0 release and I would find a couple figures that I liked and um, it kind of went from there and uh, next thing I know I just just started you know buying up more so you know my 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 thing was is just I, I I had such great fondness of them and they reminded me of like you know the old school he-man figures but the stuff that we all wanted as kids absolutely so but yeah yeah it's then, uh, uh it's hard not to fall in love with these when you hey you know and i being the guy that was the last to get on board and for yeah. a lot of for a long time it was just all i mean realistically it was financial constrictions for me i'm me sitting too. you know you'll sit next to these guys that are doing these all-ins and it just it was a it was a lot of money for me and 
I you know and I and I, I liked the figures. I thought they were cool. Then they got them in hand, and I thought, man, these really are cool. And I kept saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to get in on it. And it always seemed like, and I've I've actually told Cornboy this, um, you know, from the Four Horsemen that I I don't know why he hates me, but it seems like. Um, like something goes wrong every time there's a pre-order coming up and hey look at this I got I'm gonna do this pre-order and then it's oh well the the van needs brakes or it's college application money or it's yeah. whatever you know um yeah. but I uh, I'm but I'm so glad that I was able to you know finally get my hands on some of my own figures and I think I've been now I mean not only if I bought a few of them um but I, I'm actually buying it you know in the last couple of waves I've bought but I've had I've been gifted. I think three different Mythic Legions from fans, um, oh, yeah. and I I've walked away. You know, last night uh, we had a, a a friend kind of a Christmas party, and I pulled one the last two years out of from the White Elephant gifts. I've pulled a Mythic Legions figure, so I've gotten That's lucky awesome. for my collection as well. But um, they they are truly amazing, and I and I think we all echo Steve that um, this is this is where it's at in toys right now, and and people are unfortunately for the big companies they're comparing these to what Mattel is doing and what Hasbro is doing, or what Mattel and Hasbro are not doing, um, yeah. and it's. Yeah. And it's it's really kind of it's it's elevating the whole action figure game because it's forcing uh, other companies to step it up if they want to compete. Um, and it's yeah. and it's great for us. We we we're the ones that truly win. The fans are the ones that that win in those scenarios. So yeah, it, it's it's definitely one of those things that once I started getting them in hand, and I, I was I was a mild uh, you know Motu collector. Uh, I bought the figures that I liked, you know, hey, I here's He-Man, Skeletor. I, I, I liked all those, but they weren't they weren't something that I could, like, you know, just continue buying and get super excited on where, you know, I, I wanted every single one of them. Uh, and then also, too, I, I completely understand. It's like I, I, I'm a gardener. Like, I tell people all the time, I, I, I live and, and don't make a lot of money. Uh, my wife is very supportive of me and says, you know, hey, he could be doing worse things out there than than buying action figures. And, uh, right. you know, we, we pay our bills and I pay the bills and, and get by. But, you know, I don't I don't have the, the big, big deep pockets like I have friends that do. But it still makes me happy every time I can find one at a great deal or get one on a trade and just be like, oh, man, I got a new one, you know. Right. Yeah, no. not everybody has a uh, not everybody's Travis who can literally spend so much money that he doesn't even know what he spent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Travis, let's get him on the show. Yeah. Hey, Trav. What's up? Well, we've just been kind of talking about Mythic Legions here. Uh -huh. um, you wanna you wanna tell us what 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 is it about Mythic Legions that drew you in? Uh, I think that for me, it's it was easy. It was the 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 filling that hole of that fantasy realm characters. I've, yeah. I've always loved Dungeons and Dragons. Um, not to the point that I've, I've played it or anything like that, but th those are the kind of books I like to read. Um, that I like that fantasy world. And then you just put the, they put out these amazing figures, these barbarian barbarians, you know, the, um, that I joke, uh, you know, fill that swords and sandals role for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and it, and it just, it, it's fun. And, and to have the, the the orcs and the goblins and all these things from these books that I've read that now I can actually have that action figure in my hand. And they're just such a great re representation. And then when you get them, 
you know, just like Walter said, the toys are just absolutely amazing. How much yeah. would how much would you say, Trav, your your collecting habits have changed since Mythic Legions became available to you? Well, I you know I was a hardcore uh, Marvel Universe and GI Joe uh, collector, so these are four inch figures, and yeah. you know I had this what I would call a beautiful display, the GI Joe flag, all these these toys set up in this great big battle. As soon as Legions really came out and, you know, the horsemen just started pumping them out, I, I realized I don't have room for that. And not only is it that I don't have I don't have room for it, it's it's I don't appreciate them as much as I used to. That that six inch scale is pretty amazing for me. And that's what I'm that's what I'm really enjoying is, is having these big figures that just they're fun they pose well they look great on shelves the display uh -huh. aspect the articulation they're just great figures now walter you you mentioned uh, masters of the universe did you you were you a big masters uh fan as a child oh man i i i have i have castle gray school gray, uh, gray school tattooed on my side uh i i'm I, man he-man he-Man to me is cooler than Spider-Man or Superman or anybody else out there, and uh, you know if if you want to argue with me about it, that's fine, man. I, I, but He-Man, man, that was the greatest cartoon as a kid to live through that era and have those toys as a kid and and to dress up as He-Man in Halloween when you're five, six, seven years old, that time of stuff, and walk around and tell people you're the strongest man in the universe. I mean. That was that was that was the time, man. It was to do that as a kid back then. To even just think about it, just you know, that's that was the best thing ever. And um, you know, I went to um, San Diego Comic Con uh, several years ago when they celebrated, I think, the twenty fifth anniversary, and uh, they had like a man, they had like a ten foot tall statue of Ken, and the four horsemen were there. And they were, you know, revealing all new characters that, you know, and to see that six inch line to come to life that I was like, I didn't even know this stuff existed. And, you know, that E-Man stuff was was exciting, to say the least. But it still never was like a I got to have it all type of stuff. I, I was content and happy with getting He-Man and Fisto and Skeletor and, and Ram Man and and. Uh, just the main characters and that was that was fun to me you know that that made that made my childhood come back to life and and uh it, it sounds silly but like I, I let my son have and play with all those figures now and I'll, I'll post pictures at times and my son's playing with like a you know a 200 dollar fisto figure and a you know and a you know two or three different he-mans and people will text me later going oh my god i can't believe you let your son play with those and i'm like you know who cares he's having fun well the, how, the, how old is your son uh my son is gonna be six in about um three weeks yeah very cool yeah he's 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 awesome uh, uh it's funny even last night he went over and took my uh my ogre uh kurzog and king noglin from me last night and was up till 10 15 uh, battling Hulk. So, <laughs> ah, nice. Um, you yeah. mentioned his name is Walter. Is he a junior? 
No, he's actually a third. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not very original on names, so I just came up with the same name as me and my dad, and it was that easy. <laughs> well, very cool, man. I, You know, and that's one, one of the things, too, is, you know, about the time I started uh, – um, you know, doing this toy collecting stuff with EZA, who's here. I, my son was getting to be, you know, three, four years old where I could, you know, make the excuse with the wife as to why I was buying these figures was, you know, yeah. to relate to him. And, uh, and then it's like, yeah, don't touch those. Yeah, don't touch those. Yeah. You know, but he, nothing makes him happier than coming up to the studio and freaking playing with, uh, you know, my, uh, my Power Rangers Megazord and taking it yeah. apart and transforming them all, then transforming them back and putting it back together. And um, mm-hmm. it, it's cool that we can share that kind of stuff with our kids, man. Yeah, and, and that's the kind of stuff that, you know, even when I've gone to the conventions to see someone like Jeremy Gerard show up with his son and he's sharing that Mythic Legions experience. And, you know, and Jeremy's son is sitting there going, oh, man, I love this figure. Have you got one of these yet? And I'm kind of blown away that here's here's a kid that's you know schooling me on a figure that I don't own, and he's telling me all the cool colors that it has and and what he's looking to to get next. And so to see like you know the younger kids just you know get excited about this kind of stuff just gets me all excited and see them like yeah I, I need to play with that one too you know <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, are you uh, at this point? Are you uh, are you consider yourself a completist? Do you have all the Mythic Legions figures? You know, I'm I'm the Antichrist on that type of situation. I'm I'm the guy that I'll buy a figure and then take them apart and then uh, sell off figures and parts and I'll give stuff away. Um, I, I I see I see it as like you know there's there's certain figures that I just I like them but I don't need to have every single one. Right. Um, there's, there's plenty of the characters that I just say, eh, you know, th- don't get me wrong. I, I, I think they're all beautiful and stuff like that, but I just, I just don't need to have them all. Um, I'm a, I'm a, obviously a skeleton guy. Um, I, I love the undead figures. Uh, there's, there's something about them that just triggers that old, uh, Jason and the Argonauts, uh, you know, feel to them. And, sure. Um, I just, man, I can't have enough of skeletons, you know, and, but yeah, I, I don't need to have every single character under the, under the, the catalog, if you will. Nice. Well, you know, in talking about the figures, one of the things we want to do, um, with this show, and I, I say we, we kind of jump right in, um, yeah. you know, we, we want to talk about the factions a little bit and we want to talk about the, like I said, the lore behind these figures. And one of the cool, one of the coolest traits about, you know, the Mythic Legions line is these are all fresh and they're all new and they're all, um, you know, they're, they're creating a backstory and they're giving these characters not only a look, but also a personality. And in some cases, a job and, and friends and groups and factions and all these things. And it really yeah. is an entire, you know, universe that they've built. And we wanted to talk about the, you know, the first faction, Travis, would you like to introduce the first faction that we're going to talk about here on Legions cast? The army. The army of Leotus. Leodotus. Leodysius. Leodysius. The army of Leodysius. Now, now, for people who don't aren't familiar with us, just so you know, Travis is, uh, we're, all, we're all part of another podcast, Travis is the guy who cannot read. Right. He, can, he doesn't say yeah. names right, he doesn't pronounce things right, he's not yeah. that bright. Uh, <laughs> we would 
be losing a lot of fun if we didn't just make him read all the stuff. Right. So uh, we don't need people saying, "Hey, get the get the guy that we can read, read it." No, that's right. not what we're gonna do. That's we're gonna not get what we do we're, here. We're picking on the slow kid. <laughs> that's what we're doing. That's right. All right, Travis. Oh. Travis, don't feel bad, man. Like people will come up to me all the time and and ask me if I saw. Did you did you get the one new guy? The the such. I'll, I'll just shake my head and go, "Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah." <laughs> yeah, I uh, I really. If I had one complaint with the Four Horsemen, it would be this crap. All right. All right. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Can't you just call them the Army of, of Leo? I mean, really. I mean, you got to make up these complicated names to make me feel inadequate. You got to throw these big words like the and of into the title. So uh, I'll, I'll mention that to uh, CB and the guys and Eric and just say, can you... Can you next to the name put phonetic spelling next to it so guys like myself and Travis can when we go to buy these we can say oh that's a that's a mal malius oh right on hey do you guys have a John Warrior in your booth I'm looking for a John Warrior from Mythic Legions so tell us about this uh, army Trav uh, this army represents the hardline military branch of rule and mythos. Assembled yeah. to co- to combat the forces of Arathur, they are embroiled in a scandal that saw their rightful leader Atlas ousted in favor of his younger brother Attila. Yeah. So and this is the this like is the police. <laughs> Definitely. The what? That. <laughs> this is the police of Mythos. These are supposedly the good guys. These are supposedly the ones that help keep uh, keep the peace and make sure people are following the rules. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the rule of mythos. Yeah, man. And what's uh, just let everybody know we are pulling this information directly from from sourcehorseman.com. Yeah. yeah. So, in incredible, incredible site, especially if you're coming into the line late and you're trying to figure out what figures you still need, um, or yeah. let's say you bought a lot off of eBay. Um, this is going to show pictures of the figures, their weaponry, their accessories. You can find out if they're complete or incomplete. Um, and it's uh, it's a great resource. Um, the Four Horsemen teamed up with uh, Jeremy Gerard, who we mentioned earlier in the episode, um, and he built a, a, an incredible website. So uh, it's a great resource for Mythic Legions fans. And uh, so make sure you get on there, check it out. Um, and a couple of the figures that we picked from this first uh, faction to talk about today. Um, uh, Steve, you want to tell us what characters you brought? I do. We're going to talk about uh, Attila Leos- Leosir. Or... <laughs> I should have let Travis do it. <laughs> Attila Leosir and Cowrels. But but before we move on to Attila, I just I just think, you know, there's this little paragraph we have here uh, about the army of Leodiceus. Um it's not much information, but Jesus, it sure raises a lot of questions. It does. Uh, yeah. You know, assembled to combat the forces of Arathir, they're embroiled in a scandal. What was the scandal? I mean, what is the scandal that saw their rightful leader Atlas ousted in favor of his younger bro- in favor of the younger brother Attila? And and Atlas is yeah. also in another faction now. He is in another faction. Yeah. The House of the Noble Bear, I believe. Um, yes. yes, yes, he yes. is. Uh, and I find that I find that very very cool that they they add all that you know there's there's a story there right and it's it, it's a story that gives you enough information to sit around with your buddies and BS and speculate as to well what was the scandal 
I think you know? I think Atlas hit on some chick he wasn't supposed to. It could have. Yeah. That's what it was. Could have been. <laughs> I'd take a run I, at Adriana, Hadriana. So. Yeah, it's def- it's definitely it raises the imagination of like, what what happened? You know what what did they do that one guy and the brother went this way and there's a scandal and all of a sudden he's you know what's what's really going on? And then not to get too far ahead of ourselves, I mean Atlas is kind of the guys behind a, a group that calls themselves the Noble Bear. Right. It's not yeah. like he's a disgraced guy. Mm-mm. Sounds like he yeah. carries a lot of uh, a lot of respect, actually. Yeah. It sounds like he just was like, you know, this isn't this isn't the thing for me. I'm gonna go do my own thing, and you know, he he to me it sounds like he's like the Robin Hood. You know, he's out there trying to do good and help people out, but not not be part of this militant group. The in the the figure the first figure Attila that we're talking about is uh, absolutely gorgeous. Um, he's a human warrior. Uh, was available yeah. in Mythic Legions 1.0, and then also was part of the All Stars Two Wave. Um, comes with a shield, a sword, a battle axe, his red cape. Um, hit us with a bio, Travis. All right, everybody, hold on. <laughs> when his older brother Alice renounced his claim to leadership of the army of Leodus. Leodysius, Attila Leoser gladly stepped up and grabbed the mantle. A ferocious warrior, Attila embodies the spirit of his army's lion symbol. Overbrimming with incredible confidence and charisma, Attila's popularity amongst the people of Mythos has made him a symbol of hope in a kingdom crippled with fear. So now this paints Attila as not somebody who overthrew his brother, but as somebody who was well-respected to take things in the right direction. And I'm oh, sorry. Maybe. No. I, I can see well, where you would get that. Right. But you also got to look at here, uh, the army, he gladly stepped up and grabbed the mantle. It wasn't like he had, you know, right. is it something that he wanted? Is it was something that, that was that he, part of the scandal? Was that part of the scandal? He's a ferocious warrior. He embodies the spirit of the army's lion spirit, overbrimming with incredible confidence and charisma. This guy is, a, is this guy is this guy like um, very charismatic? People follow him. There are evil characters that embody those sen- sentiments. So is this guy a good guy that would play ball with the maybe corruptedness that Atlas wouldn't? Is that how is is this guy a good guy? Is this guy a hero, or is this guy a little less than a hero? The other thing that you'll notice too is when you talk look at the faction description. Um, now you look at his. This is talking about Atlas renouncing his claim, as in he is the one that stepped aside. So yeah. Yeah. you know, and you don't get that from that original description. It feels like he was pushed out, and maybe he was pushed to the point of where he had to leave. But it does beg the question. The one of the cool things when you talk about the figure, um, it's all gold. It looks very regal, very powerful, very wealthy, and you immediately go to the helmet, which of course is that lion helmet. Um, and you know, it talks about embracing that that kind of the warrior side, um, and then it, it, it's subtle accents. On it, you know, it's it's a, a a plain, if you will, gold figure. When you look yeah, at it, there's it's a lot of gold. There's just just enough little light accents, and then bam, they hit you with this beautiful red cape, this mm-hmm. beautiful red little kind of belt shawl, and then of course the shield, and it just sets this whole thing off. Yeah, he definitely has a, a like a prideful feel to him, if you will, to to play on that cliche of like I'm a lion, I'm the king, I'm. I'm head honcho. Look at me. 
it's my way or the highway, you know. He he's he's a gorgeous figure. Oh, and the the sculpt is just is just beautiful, and and we're gonna say that about everyone because they've never released a bad sculpt, really, in our opinion. Um, no. Yeah. But one of the greatest things about almost every Mythic Legion character is when people say, and I've heard so many people say it, I've read so many people post it. You know, I wasn't really a fan when I saw this, but then I got yeah. it in hand. Once I got it out of the package, once I got it out of its plastic prison, it changes people's outlook. Travis himself has brought up numerous characters that, to him, were almost kind of a throwaway character, meh, whatever, and then opens them up, and they end up being one of his favorite from the wave. Um, And every time you look at these figures, you can notice either subtle things that you didn't see before. The more you look, the more that you can see, because the attention to detail comes back to things we've said on our other show about the Four Horsemen truly caring about the fans. They truly want to deliver an A number one product, and they absolutely do every single time. Yeah, even someone like myself that I'm not a big uh, collector and a completist, but man, you you see some of these characters for the first time at a convention, uh, at a local comic book store that sometimes they pick these things up. Next thing you know, you're going, who who's this character? What's what do you mean Attila? Where's the rest of his army? Man, look at this guy. You know, he's this Attila character. He's he's got plenty of gold to. to shine to to draw your attention from anything else but yet he still is easily uh, a regular character in this uh complete collection if you will he's he fits right in there and looks great do you have this figure Walt? you know he's he's one of those i ha- i haven't found yet um every time i've either tried to go chase him down or or uh, find him he's either you know gotten out of my reach or i get just i I, i'll get distracted by another character and buy you know buy something else um i have his i I do have his brother atlas um and uh i don't i don't have attila you know i've I've missed him several times you know what what's funny you know about these figures is i i I loved him when he first came out that that helmet just was striking to me and i always that's what i fixated on when i would look at him when we discussed, you know, started discussing when these two came up with the idea for this podcast and, and Steve brought up the idea of going over this figure first, it's funny, I, I was holding him in my hand and then really, I, I really started to look at him. And his face is just full of some amazing features. Yeah, it is. That I never really noticed before. Well, when, you, when, he, when he came in the way, how many other figures did you get at the same time? 30, you know, 30, you, know, early, you know, something like yeah. that. Yeah, so it's so easy to be excited. You go box to box to box to box, and like now you go back when there's only two figures on the table and notice that. That's that's absolutely awesome to that's, me. That's one of the reasons why I really wanted to do this segment because, you know, when, yeah. when you're a kid and you're getting your He-Man figures, you get a He-Man figure maybe on, well, for me, it, my dad got paid every other week. I might get a figure. I ain't getting yeah. another one for two weeks. So I lived with that figure for two weeks, right. you get a box of right. thirty beautiful figures, and you go. It's overstimulation, and you miss things, and you don't appreciate, and you don't sit down and read those bios, and you don't really think about it. And this is a great time. We've got enough figures to go back and do this sort of thing, and really, really flesh some things out, and really get to know these these guys. Well, to 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 hint on that too is if 
the the recreation of the website for the Source Horsemen and what Jeremy has done with with the guys is added those photos in, added the details, added the story, and added things in there to where you could, you know, if you're thinking about it before, like I have, you can go back and zoom in on a character, look at the details, see the reds highlighted by the blue on the gold, and just like, like so you can sit there and just kind of zone out and be like, oh my god, I, I, I don't know why I missed out on this guy, he looks great, he's gonna fit perfect in with my uh, Legion Builder, Army Knights, and things and stuff like that. Next thing you know, you find yourself going, okay, uh, who has one of these? I need one, you know? The uh, you know the the other figure that we brought um, along to discuss today um, is from that same faction, um, and it's Kauros. And, you know, obviously knowing Steven, um, you know, is so hardcore Motu in his in his kind of start to all this, then to find out Walter that you are in the kind of in that same boat, I would yeah. think that this figure is gotta be a, a huge favorite for you as well, um, because of the homage paid to to Motu in its creation. Yeah, yeah. This this was a character that uh, man, I I I think I bought several of them. Um, in the pre-order i was fortunate enough to have the money for it at the time and i picked up several of them uh, i did send some off to friends that couldn't get it um and then as soon as he came out in PowerCon 2018 i was like somebody pick him up for me i've got to have him uh he sits on top of my display case battling purple R, and behind uh Kauros is adamon with his sword ready to ready to take on the world i mean he, he cannot look more like Battlecat to me than anything else. And, it, and it's amazing. Um, you know, again, he, and he's another warrior, uh, you know, like Attila. Uh, they've got his race list that is Jaguelin, Jaguelian, Jaguelin. Um, so obviously he's a Jaguar. Um, but uh, he was originally released in the Soul Spiller wave, um, but he was also one of the early release figures at PowerCon in 2018. Um, so you could actually get in line. And what was the what was the pairing figure? There was two figures that were at PowerCon, right? I was the I can't think of her name right now, but it was the Evil Lynn uh, homage okay. figure. Okay, was with yeah. him. Um, uh, he has a large sword, uh, two wooden shields, and then um, a, a neck a neck and shoulder piece. Um, and he did come with a second head, which was a helmeted head. It was a uh, orc head. Yes. So you could you could use him as an orc. Um, okay. Which I really had no interest in doing, right? Even though right. I think it's yeah, me neither. It's cool, right? But well, um, now you he, he came uh, in the PowerCon uh, with uh, Malin, uh, the the female, which is a tribute to uh, Evil Land at the time. Yep, yep, he sure did. Um, and I remember there, I was at that PowerCon. Yep, and uh, they that year I, they were letting people buy. You could only get two figures, but they they would let them buy two of the same. And yeah. on the second day, they had a stack of her left because everybody took two. A lot of people took two cow roses. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I like yeah, the. He, he I, looks great. Yeah. I like the the two shields part of it, which which at first didn't mean any. I didn't understand it, and then after talking, I think with Steven and and a few other um, Motu fans, that was that was really just a throwback to two thousand X, right? Yeah. It was a tribute to the style that the four horsemen were uh, 
part of, of uh, the Masters uh, series where in 2000X, Battle Cat was displayed with uh, two shields, one on each shoulder, and uh, kind of a, uh, I believe, a gun setup, and then, you know, He-Man, yeah. of course, on top. Yeah, yep, yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, Very, very cool figure. Uh, I have the, uh, the Zombie 13 sculpted bare feet on him. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I have his uh, 2000X-style helmet as well. Uh, but, you know, right out of the box, this figure is beautiful. Now, did you buy those painted, or did someone paint those for you? I bought those painted. Okay. So I think Zombie painted them. Right. And, um, and that's, a, a, you know, the, the aftermarket for this line of toys is absolutely amazing as well. Um, you know, what people are coming up with and the creativity that this line has sparked in other people uh, to create incredible things that go along with these figures um, has been has been pretty amazing as well. So he yeah, originally the, came with the, the metal boots, stuff, right? Sorry to interrupt. Is the, the aftermarket stuff just fits perfectly and well within the... Uh, within the, the the style of what the four horsemen does it doesn't look like a an afterthought or a or bulky you know goofy looking you know helmet or anything it looks like something that you know hey this was approved by the four horsemen and you could add it onto our thing oh absolutely yes yep. you want to read you want to read the bio for us Tram? let the listeners know Kauros, a powerful and noble warrior, uses ex- exceptional speed and strength to serve under the banner of the Golden Lion for the army of Leodiceus. Stationed in the mythical city of Alcurium, he is part of a coalition of heroic warriors tasked with keeping the city free of dark magic. Already well known in his own right, Kauros arose to even greater fame, helping Ragna, Stormforger, and Thalen Frostbow with their mission to warn the unwary of the existence of the Soul Spiller, the fearsome weapon capable of resurrecting the evil goddess Ilithia. Nailed it. (laughs) Crushed it. Absolutely crushed it. Man, I'm giving you a gold star right now. Um, You know, and and again, the depth, if you see, um, you know, Soul Spiller, so came out end of 18, beginning of 19, because yes. that's when we actually got those figures. You can see from Mythic Legions 1.0 to now, um, even just the depth of the backstory is a little bit more because they're able to build on other backstories, other other stories in general, you know, include other characters, and, you know, talking about sharing a mission with two other characters and things, cool. you know. And this figure came out, did it come out with those figures? It did. It just feels like it came out earlier because I had them. I had right. the early PowerCon. Yeah, yeah um, they, had a, they had a limited release at PowerCon 2018. Um, uh, I forget how many they brought, but they only they only brought maybe about a hundred of them each. Sold out of those in two days, and then uh, probably about a month later, they released them to all the pre-order people, and then uh, places like Big Bad Toy Store and Empire Toys started getting their inventory. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, going over the bio a little bit here, you say, well, he, this guy serves um, the army of Lodiceus. He, he's, he serves under the banner of the Golden Lion. Um, uh-huh. He is powerful and noble. So, you know, going back to, uh, you know, our, our previous character, what was it, Leodiceus? Attila. Attila. Attila, yes. Attila, you, you know, you wonder, 
he seems like he could almost be kind of a bad guy, but then he's got he's got he's got uh, people under him that are noble and powerful. I um, think you are the only one that are, are from that bio is getting that he could be a bad guy. You know, I, I, I see what Steve's I, saying. I'll, I'll agree with it. It's you know Attila just he just sounds like he could be you know doing something that's not. On the straight and narrow, you know. Atlas left for a reason. Why would Atlas leave? Maybe he yeah. didn't want to be the boss. To go find a bunch of other warriors to go be the boss of. Yeah, but he's not. It's not a militant group. It's a group of warriors. Well, they 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 said that there was a scandal. Yeah, who knows yeah. what that is? I mean, doesn't mean he's a bad guy. It doesn't. I'm saying it's questionable. Yeah. Who goes around in a gold suit with a great big lion head? He's a villain. He's the king. He's yeah. got a big red cape and a big huge sword that he's he's got an army behind him. He doesn't sound like he's, you know, doing, you know, anything too shady, but he could be up to no good. He's got heroes on his side to make him look good, you know? You know, you, when you read Alice's bio, which we'll, we'll get to in a, in a later episode, um, right. you know, he, uh, I don't know. You, when you read Alice's, you kind of go, hey, Attila might just be... The guy that they needed because Atlas isn't a bad guy, but Atlas threw in the towel, man. So that's uh, it's 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 cool to read that. It's cool to see that. No, I, so, and I, I think this is this is this is really fun. Um, no, so yeah. anyways, yeah, Kauros, he's a he's out there, and he he seems to have a lot to do with uh, uh, keeping you know things free of dark magic. He's out there, you know, with Thalen Frostbow. Dang, she's hot. Um, uh, I could tell you as a vendor, um, I love, um, I, you know, I, I set up at shows and sell and I absolutely yeah. love these Motu, um, crossover figures because they are eye catching and they bring people into the line. I mean, that it, they work perfect from that standpoint. It's, it's an automatic draw. I mean, I've gone to a con or, um, uh, and people automatically will see Kairos and go, man, that sure looks like Battle Cat. And you go, and they read the bios and they go, oh, wow, that's, if that's not Battle Cat, I don't know who is, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's that crossover that some of us that needed and others have to have. Yeah. We have friends that the only, they're, they love Mythic Legions, but, the, you know, they're just embroiled in all these other lines, but they will mm-hmm. get. Yeah, these crossover figures. It's it's you know I just had a, a guy over at my house, a um, parent to one of my daughter's friends, and he was downstairs checking out my toys and stuff. And our age, so he had all the 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 same nostalgic kind of uh, experiences as we do. And he's looking into the case of the Mythic Legions, and he actually saw um, the Evil Inn inspired figure, and he pointed Alan, right to her. Yeah. He were pointing right to her. He goes, "Is that supposed to be Evil Lynn? And I'm like, "Ah, yeah. it kind of is." And, and you know, and you know, it's even even to somebody who's not into this, that's just lived in you know the the period of decades that we have lived in, can uh, yep. can be drawn to that sort of thing. Yeah, I have several friends uh, locally that when they went to PowerCon this last year, and the only reason they were going was to pick up the Mythic Legions inspired. Um, releases to to get that motu uh inspired purple or or last year they went and picked up kauros and was like hey look what i got you know 
they don't own any other figures other than the, the Motu inspired ones and they're hardcore into it and they just they'll still get excited about the Mythic Legions uh, crossovers that just catch their imagination and bring into like a, a whole new uh, generation you know it's it's absolutely amazing the the itch that the these guys have been able to scratch with uh, with this figure line. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and honestly, that's uh, I think that's a wrap for our first episode. That's uh, that's really what we were trying to accomplish. And again, just kind of nerding out in the world of Mythic Legions. And I and Walter, we we have to say thank you for all of your help. Um, you know, with you know building a community around mythic legions um and it's you know we didn't we didn't invent mythic legions fans um but we've given them a place to come together and be with other fans and you've done it with facebook and you've brought people into the line and we've done it with our with our other podcast and we've introduced people to it and and i and it's uh it's i think it's fairly safe to say that there are mythic legions fans out there that exist because of um, our other show and because of you know what you've done with Facebook and um, the community that we've all been able to kind of contribute to and create has been a ton of fun and everybody is, is really enjoying it and, and so we, we appreciate uh, all your help with that yeah guys I, I appreciate it and, you know I, I I'm not one to to my own horn or talk about it too much but it's it's definitely one of those that like I was talking to you guys off air where it, it shocks and inspires me that so many people have uh, come come forward and talked to me and and messaged me and met me in person and and said you know how much fun they're having in the Facebook group. Um, also, they follow me on Instagram. I have a you know a link to it where it's Mythic Legions Cabal on Instagram, and and they're just it's it's just it's it's without words. It's it's just really shocking you know to have somebody come up to me and want to take photos with me because. They, they follow me on Facebook or right. know, it, it throws me for a loop man it's it's fun to, I, I, I honestly it's 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 a great time to be to be recognized um, in the in the real world for something that is uh, you know, on air stuff, it, it really is kind of a fun and an interesting experience. Um, so, uh, on the spot question for you, yes, um, sir. scale of one to 10, 10 being uh, hell. Yes. Uh, one being probably not. What are the odds of you being at the next legions con, um, and being part of the, my wife is going to kill me live podcast. Uh, as long as I have a heads up, um, you know, and I can plan ahead of time. Uh, you'll see me there. Awesome, uh, man. We look we look forward to that. That's gonna be a gonna be a gonna be a really good time, man. There's so many people um, that have made comments to us about uh, coming out, and people that have reached out, people in the planning process that have reached out um, and invited yeah. us to come out, and um, and like I said, to see that you were there, um, and so many of the customizers, you know, came out to New Jersey for the show. And I mean, let's be realistic. Cornboy yeah. and the guys are are plenty enough of reason to want to go out there, but then again, to yeah. start adding in all of the people um you know the to meet the jeremy gerrards and the walter hagans and the nikki nicole cheney's and the i mean i just i it's absolutely awesome like i said to be a part of that so we're super pumped and we have uh every intention of of being there and um it's going to be an absolute blast yeah man like i was there i flew in for 48 hours i didn't sleep for two days uh, <laughs> i was up drinking coffee and drinking beer and hanging out you know, taking photos with people and excited just as anybody else. 
I was fortunate enough to go hang out with about half a dozen dozen guys afterwards and stay up all night and have fun. And, uh, you know, I got to meet friends uh, that I've only talked to online. Um, I, I, I just I have fun with it, you know, to, to, to hang out with the four horsemen. Uh, and them to put up with my crap while I'm sitting there just excited being a fanboy, you know, they just they just think I'm a character in their own little world. So I, <laughs> right? I enjoy it. Well, awesome, man. Well, we are uh, epi- uh, wrapping up uh, uh, episode zero, essentially, the prologue of Legion's cast, uh, where we talk yeah. about uh, all that is Mythic Legions. Um, and we can't thank you enough again for coming on this morning, Walter. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, Thanks, guys. Oh, and uh, so make sure you guys check out Mythic Legions Cabal on Facebook. Um, oh. And uh, remember, uh, that is a place to, to jump in and share in the love uh, of, of everything Mythic Legions. It's not a place to be... Mm-hmm something other than a nice person so knock it off before you even get in there <laughs> um, yeah be nice or leave right exactly so um so uh and if you uh if you guys are interested uh in toy lines other than mythic legions uh comics you know kind of general nerd pop culture um and you like uh things maybe a little bit more vulgar you can always check out uh the my wife is gonna kill me podcast uh featuring yeah. of course steven bashadi as the host uh travis bowles and i uh, if you listen to this show and we're going to be on the same feed as 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 uh my wife is going to kill me so if you listen to this show and you get little kids in the car you might want to turn it off if that other episode starts playing <laughs> right. yeah we're uh, we're we're definitely a little bit more colorful but um again if you're just a mythic legions fan we're hoping to to knock it out of the park for you uh, but if you enjoy other lines and you enjoy color commentary uh you can check us out over there as well um so uh, with that, we'll wrap it up. Again, thanks to Walter for your host, Stephen Bashotti, uh, co-host Travis Bowles. I am Pete McCarthy. And until next time, we will see you guys in Mythos.